3: Welcome to hour number two of our first football Friday in the calendar year 2024, but our final football Friday of the 2023 NFL regular season. He is Donnie. I am Ben. We continue to preview the entirety of the week 18 weekend slate. Two games on a Saturday tomorrow. Fourteen on a jam-packed Sunday and Donnie one of the best things about week 18 is teams needing to play for the same thing on the football field at the same time it has led to Kevin Harlan calling two games at once that is the beauty of week number 18 and when it comes to determining who is going to win the NFC East we will see that on Sunday afternoon as well.
4: Yeah, we are going to see that here, and it should be the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East. Why? Because, number one, the Philadelphia Eagles tanked the end of their season. But, number two, yeah. nobody's allowed to win the NFC East twice in a row here. Those are the rules, and these are the rules that we play by here, which means somebody other than the Philadelphia Eagles had to win this division, and apparently, then it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Lost in the conversation because everything was in favor of Philly despite the struggles for the Birds to still win the NFC East, entering last Sunday, week number 17. Booked as a 12 and a half point home favorite against the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, Philly lost outright 35 31. And now that weird quirk that somehow, someway, has become all that we know in the NFC East division. Rears its ugly head once again. I guess it's ugly for Philadelphia. It's beautiful for Dallas. Let's welcome in our sports grid radio audience here. Our number two of a football Friday live on the early line. Sirius XM channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. He is Donnie. I am Ben. Because not since 2004 when the Eagles won four straight NFC East division crowns, has a team been a repeat champion in the NFC East? And the Eagles won it last year in 2022, which means somebody else had to win it in 2023, and that is more than likely going to happen in week number 18. Why more than likely? Because Dallas Donnie is booked as a a 13-and-a-half point road favorite in Landover on Sunday afternoon against the Washington Commanders. So Dallas is nearly a two-touchdown favorite with a win. Dallas claims the NFC East Dallas will be the number two seed in the NFC playoff picture
4: yeah, and Dallas will be the number two seed. We'll see, because that's going to give them two playoff games here where Dallas plays extremely well at home. That is a huge advantage. That's why you fight in the NFL to get as many home games as possible in the We're postseason. Down. That's a big boom for them. And also, yeah, you get a nice little layup here by playing Washington. And you say, oh, it's still a road game, though. Still got to win. I understand that. And the spread's 13 and a half. It's not 23 and a half. Yes, I get that as well. You still have professional guys on the other side talking about the commanders that are lining up with you and earning paychecks. But also having said that, these guys are booking cruises and already have them booked. The minute this game is over, they're going to sprint out of that locker room and into the offseason. And that also includes Josh Harris, the owner, probably coming down and giving a fake gold Timex watch to Ron you Rivera saying, thank you for your time here. And away you go yeah. with the kick on the butt out the door. Eric enemy, you'll probably have a job interview next week. Get ready for that. But who is actually invested if you are a Washington commander? Because the one thing I do know here, the Washington commanders, when I was growing up here had, you know, RFK Stadium just moved over to Jack Kent Cook, which is now FedEx. They had the biggest season ticket waiting list in the country because of how big and proud their fan base actually was. You tune into this game on Sunday afternoon, it's going to oh. be 85% Dallas Cowboys fans with the other 15% of the Commanders fans probably leaving at halftime. This game has blowout yeah. written all over it. Now, the tough part about it is, I probably would just take Dallas to win by 13 and a half, but they just need to win this football game and move on. And that's going to be dictated right. by what the Washington commanders are able to do on offense. And I don't think they're going to be able to do all that much. This should be a runaway victory, but I also look at say, well, then Dak should have a big day. Does he need to have a big day? CD lamb. Yeah. Does he need to have a big day? Cause also keep in mind here, Ben, You're not winning this football game back in the day like 10 years ago. We're like, all right, great. we got to bye next week. We can rest everybody up. You still got to play next weekend. So are you running all the way through to the finish line when you don't need to in this race? I don't think so.
3: So it seems like a first half spread type of game then from that mentality, but it's not a great number. It's Dallas minus seven and a hook at even money plus one hundred. The Cowboys as a favorite this year, though, sensational nine and three against the spread as a touchdown favorite or more five and two ATS. But Dallas as an eleven and five football team, all five losses have been on the road, but they've been underdog in four of those five games. There are two teams in the. National Football League, Donnie, that have just a single win at home this year. The New England Patriots and these very Washington commanders who are oh three and one against the number as in home underdog not covering by get ready for this an average margin of 13.3 points per game ergo that 13 and a half point spread in favor of Dallas I think I would lay the 13 and a half with the Cowboys maybe even a tricky number in the first half hoping Dallas wins it by double digits the motivation for Washington might be one final rally cry for Riverboat Ron and the old skipper because on Monday or maybe even Sunday afternoon, Ron Rivera is going to be fired by Josh Harris in the new ownership group at the helm of this Commanders organization. So again, Dallas wins the NFC East with just an outright victory as a nearly two touchdown favorite against Washington on Sunday. I will just mention, last year, Dallas played all of its starters all game long against the Commanders. Sam Howell made his first career NFL start and somehow, someway, the Commanders won 26 to six a weird quirky game but if dallas wins outright this year it's the nfc east championship it's the number two overall seed in the nfc because of what happened in the controversial ending last week at the star against the detroit lions The birds still holding out hope, though, Donnie, that Dallas can lose. And if Philly knocks off the Giants as a a five-and-a-half-point road favorite in MetLife on Sunday afternoon, the Eagles could be the NFC East champs in the number two overall seed in the NFC. Philly, though, is not covered in five straight games. What do you make of this weird regular season finale for the Eagles? They need to win
4: and a Dallas loss to win the NFC East. I'm taking the Giants because there's, there's way too many variables here, Ben. You take the, First of all, number one, if, if I was Nick Sirianni and or Howie Roseman, I'm not playing any of my starters in this game. It doesn't make sense. You're going to catch lightning in a bottle against the Giants because that's the team that you want to get momentum with. Stop the madness here. Your goal is to get as healthy as you can to go into the playoffs. And don't give me that, well, what happens if the Dallas Cowboys lose to the commanders? Stop the madness. We're analytical people, right? If analytics tells you to go for it on fourth and one because you have a 51% chance of doing that, you know what NFL coaches do? They go for it there. Analytics say the Philadelphia Eagles are not going to win the NFC East. So why are you putting your guys in harm? Now, granted, Ben, let's just say if this plays out where the Philadelphia Eagles have a lead at the half, but the Dallas Cowboys are up 31 to 3 at the break. You know who's not playing in the second half? Any one of the Philadelphia Eagles starters here that yeah. you think are going to be important in the playoffs. I'll take the five and a half with the Giants.
3: The Giants only covered twice in their opening 10 games of this year. Big Blue has covered five times in their last six, including against Philadelphia on Christmas Day. We'll go around the NFC up next here on the early line.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Taking a look at the NFC playoff picture entering the regular season finale in the National Football League. It's week number 18. So, here's where the NFC stands. San Francisco is the number one overall seed. The 49ers, Donnie, have already clinched that top spot in the conference. Of course, if Dallas wins, and they are booked right now as a 13-and-a-half-point road favorite in Washington on Sunday, the Cowboys will win the NFC East. And that number two overall seed, a peg in front of the lost Lions because of the controversial ending in the two-point conversion that wasn't last Saturday at the star between those Cowboys and the Lions. Still need to determine who is going to win the NFC South. We'll do that in our next segment with Mike Blewett. The Eagles should pretty much be the top overall wild card seed. That number five spot in the NFC playoff picture. The Rams can be the six or the seven. Los Angeles has already clinched a playoff berth. We need to determine who that seventh and final nfc playoff team is going to be and the easiest mathematical formula when there's a lot to cipher through in the playoff clinching scenarios for this last week of the regular season is at lambeau field on sunday afternoon for the second consecutive year donnie the packers end the season with a home game against a divisional foe booked as the favorite Where Green Bay just needs to win and they earn a playoff berth. It's a three-point spread in favor of the Packers against the Chicago Bears. The over-under currently stands at 45 points. So, it's simple. Win and you are
4: in. Will Green Bay win? The Green Bay should win, but that's pretty disrespectful with that line that they're getting for a team that's not playing for anything. You're at home in Lambeau. It's like, yeah, you might be Mm. able to win this football game. But before I break this one down, let me just take a look real quick back at those NFC standings that we popped up on the screen. Hear hear me out. If I'm the general manager of the NFC, should I say the NFC, right? Obviously, the San Francisco 49ers not playing anybody. Number one seed, same as the Ravens. Away they go on a Super Bowl run. Number two, Dallas Cowboys. They should be playing all of their starters to make sure they maximize their playoff seating at number two. Hear me out on this though, Ben. The Detroit Lions are playing the Minnesota Vikings here. Why are the Lions playing any single starters in this game in order to beat the Vikings? Do they actually think they're going to take down the number two seed? Again, let's be analytical people the way the NFL is trending here because you right. don't have a bye next week. I'm going to play a division rival for four quarters, then have to lace them up again next week and risk injury to my guys. I'm not doing that here. And also, again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have to win. Of course, they're playing their starters, whether or not Baker Mayfield is healthy, which then brings me up to the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're thinking about this, Ben, If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you play nobody this week and get pounded by the Giants, who cares? You're still going to be the fifth seed here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have to play four quarters to scrape and claw to get in the playoffs and again risk injury if you're the Eagles why wouldn't you sit that out same thing with the Detroit Lions sit it out yeah. take your look the advantage going into the playoffs as a number one seed Ben, is what you get the only buy you have chances yeah. here for playoff teams to take a legitimate buy this week why wouldn't they use that to their advantage that's all I'm saying but back to the Green Bay Packers right. here they should be okay. able to beat the Chicago Bears but these are interesting circumstances for the Chicago Bears why Justin Mm. Fields and the fans hear the talk. You heard the chants. We want Fields. Like They want him back. He's obviously a fan favorite. It's up to the general manager in the front office to determine if that's the right point of effort. But What's your lasting effort that you want to relieve? Hey, you know what? We never beat the Green Bay Packers. How about going in the Lambo and spoiling their season with Justin Fields having a big day? How about Matt Eberflus, yeah. who's hanging in the balance still? The last taste he wants to leave on that 2023 season is to go in the Lambo and win that football game as a springboard to next year. If you remember last year, same environment in Green Bay. Green Bay needs a win. Doesn't get it. Who beat them? The Detroit Lions. Look what the Lions did this year. Won the division. It's a tricky game. I'm still going to back Green Bay because I think they're better overall, but we have some history here in this type of environment.
3: The Packers have won nine straight games against the Bears, including the regular season opener for both of these teams. The Packers have won 14 of the last 15 against Chicago. A lot of that with Aaron Rodgers as the starting quarterback. Now it's Jordan Love, who is a perfect 1-0 against Chicago in his starting career in Green Bay. The Packers this year as a favorite only four times, just 2-2 two two straight up and 1-3 and against the number. Green Bay has gone over in six straight. Great games I'll quickly say this regardless of if the Packers win this game and get to the playoffs Joe Barry is not going to be the defensive coordinator next year for Green Bay I feel pretty certain in that the Bears defense has been a big reason why Chicago has won five of their last seven games they have covered in five of their last six they have covered as an underdog in four of their last five games booked as the dog and the Bears over in two straight prior under in five of the last six as the defense started to perform better on a weekly basis. And you are so right, Donnie. There is the rivalry aspect of this Chicago trying to play spoiler to the team they hate the absolute most in the National Football League. And what that would mean for the optimism in the offseason in the future of this Bears franchise that has so many decisions to make this offseason. As we talked about earlier this week, is it Caleb Williams at one? Is it Justin Fields as the face of the franchise? What becomes of Matt Eberflus What does Chicago do with all the cap money that they have in the NFL and all the draft assets that? They will have in the 2024 NFL draft. All of those equations on the line this week in Lambeau. I had a ticket, Donnie, back in the offseason that I bet with a profit boost on the FanDuel Sportsbook over seven and a half wins for Chicago. I laughed at myself. I said, That number is dead. What a terrible bet I had after the Bears started one and six this year. Well, it's got a little bit of life that's my bet chicago money line this week but not actually on the money line just hoping that profit boost and the win total comes through so as we go around the nfc the packers win and they are in seattle needs green bay to lose and the Seahawks would get in to the postseason. Almost a reverse of roles from last year because if you remember Donnie, it was the regular season finale between Green Bay and Detroit. Detroit needed Seattle to lose and that game would have been winner take all into the postseason. Seattle won prior to Sunday night football. Now Seattle needs to win and then hope that the Chicago can upset the Packers at the same time. Those games will both be played in the afternoon slate on sunday the seahawks now a three-point road favorite in the desert against the arizona cardinals seattle as a favorite this year six and two straight up three three and two against the spread the seahawks need a win and then some help from chicago against the cardinals team that has only won four games but pulled a huge upset last week in the city of brotherly love over the eagles
4: I want the same game plan I saw last week for the Arizona Cardinals against the Philadelphia Eagles. And what is that? Absolutely pound James Conner as many times as you can into that line. His number currently sitting right now, I believe FanDuel is around 70 and a half, which means 71 yards he's going to get that. Take a look at this. Now, Seattle should win this football game. They need it. Arizona should be riding off into the sunset. But also, there's something about those rookie coaches setting the foundation late in the season as a springboard for 2024. And you might be getting that from Arizona. But take a look here at Seattle's defense. And we'll go back. to november 23rd against the san francisco 49ers a buck 69 they gave up on the ground 5.1 yards per carry against dallas 136 on the ground four yards per carry against san francisco again 173 on the ground for seven and a half yards per carry against the eagles 178 on the ground 4.7 yards per carry tennessee 162 on the ground 5.2 yards per carry the pittsburgh steelers ben 202 on the ground, 4.4 yards per carry. Slow the game down, run the football. Connor has a big day. I don't care about the side. Give me James Connor, 20 plus carries, 100 yards in this game, and a touchdown. He's getting there
3: i've already bet the side seattle minus two and a half now the number at three i find it interesting though that the seahawks in a road game albeit on the road but a must-win game to see the playoffs are only booked as a field goal favorite against the arizona cardinals who are a 4-12 and football team tied for the second worst record around the nfl but to your point about competitive The Cardinals have been booked as an underdog in all 16 games so far this year. They're 8-8 against the spread. If they cover again, that's a winning cover percentage this year. Optimistic offseason ahead for Arizona. More on the early line around the 18 next
1: The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live
6: with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house, it's your home, the place that's filled with memories the early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out for the place you've put down roots trust amica home insurance amica empathy is our best policy Reese's
5: peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese. you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: The playoff clinching scenarios all around week number 18. Live right here on a football Friday on the early line. It's Ben, it's Donnie, and it's our man in the middle. It's Mike blewett joining us live right here on this football Friday on the early line in blue on in-game live. All access on Sunday afternoon, kicking off at 425 p.m. Eastern time. You are in for a wonderful afternoon slate. So many things happening at the same exact time that will determine the postseason in the National Football League. We need your help ciphering through it all live right here on this football Friday. Thanks for being here.
7: Yeah, excited. Obviously, there's so much on the line and uh, the NFL has done a good job over the years, making sure that we have maximum drama. We're going to get it started at 430 tomorrow afternoon and it will continue all the way through Sunday night where there will be a lot of the line, a lot on the line for several teams. There are a lot of people out there holding tickets for the Bills to win the AFC East or more and to at least ensure that they get into the playoffs. So I'm excited to carry everybody through it on Sunday.
3: 4:30 p.m eastern time in the Blewett household big for two consecutive days on Saturday the terrible towel will be waving Pittsburgh needing a win and then some help to see the AFC playoffs and of course Blue here on in-game live all access for that Sunday afternoon slate in the early window though it it's the Detroit Lions who have already clinched the NFC North Detroit will be hosting a playoff game for the first time since January of 1994 make that three decades around the national football league so the lions regular season finale then at home does not seem to be all that consequential except maybe it is a three-point spread in favor of detroit against the minnesota vikings and that three-point number blue kind of goes in line with what donnie was saying as we were together in our last segment here on the early line that why would detroit Give it a full go. It is a very unlikely chance for the Lions to claim the number two overall seed. They would need the Cowboys to lose as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite against the Washington Commanders. Dallas would need to provide a great help for Detroit. So, Blue, what do you think the Lions will do? How do you rationalize it all for the regular season finale in the Motor City against the Vikings?
7: So, I think what Donnie said in the previous segment is completely logical. Makes sense, makes sense to me. And But a major outcome for them is obviously a Dallas Cowboys loss, and that time is staggered. They won't know whether or not the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys will not have even played yet by the time the Lions yeah. uh, result is been made. So where, there's other results out there. Tampa, New Orleans, they could use a loss there, a Green Bay loss, all of these things come into play They obviously have a salty taste in their mouth what happened to them last saturday i think campbell's going to want to get them playing at their elite level at their best level they've got a game here in which they can potentially smash an opponent smash a, a divisional opponent who's also still alive and i just don't see at the moment campbell resting everybody maybe he surprises us maybe it's just for a half but I think he's going to want to get the taste out of the mouth of his players. If they play all the way into the fourth quarter, then we'll just know that he's playing it like a regular game. And he's assuming that Dallas can lose. But the other part of that conversation is Dallas is playing against the most checked out team in the NFL. They've lost seven straight to have the commanders and they've given up. Yeah. 27, 30, 28, 45, 45, 31, and 29. Ron Rivera is not coming back. We know everybody on in the building knows he's not coming back. And that, Cast a huge cloud over that game. I don't know how else to say it. Washington and the Chargers are the two most checked out teams in the NFL. We look for it every year to try and gain an edge. And now we have Dallas playing against the commanders this week.
4: That's what I always say, Mike, because you're playing the analytical angle on this one, and it just makes sense to me. Again, if you had the Dallas Cowboys on the road at Seattle and the line was two, of course you're playing all your guys. There's a legitimate chance they can get upset. I would just be surprised if the Dallas Cowboys would be getting beat by the Washington Commanders, and I know a lot of people will play that angle, right, Mike? Like, hey, uh, anything can happen in the NFL. I understand that as well, but if I'm just looking at I already have the three seed, a guaranteed home game in my pocket, I can have the luxury of resting my superstars and getting ready for a playoff run I would take that angle now in this next game in the NFC You don't have the luxury for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here to rest your starters. You wasted that last week when you took on the New Orleans Saints here, Mike, and got blasted on your home field. Now, lucky for you, no matter how banged up you are coming into the game, the Carolina Panthers are on the horizon, and that's a great storyline for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But again, there's no guarantee that Tampa Bay just gets up off the carpet after getting wrecked last week, or is it because of how bad the Carolina Panthers are here, Mike?
7: Yeah, it's probably more the latter for me. I do understand that. I I, I think we all have lots about how good a team Tampa is, and they did blow an opportunity last week, playing terribly in last week's game. But and, and another thing to note about Week 18 games is that there are many trends that you, the three of us, and everybody else out there, go over every week. Unfortunately, you have to throw a lot of them out there are entirely different motivations for these games. So you would say, well, these guys are good at home and uh, these guys uh, play well in this spot. This is a different spot. This team is playing for their lives for this season. And the other team has been the worst team in the NFL by a pretty wide margin. I, I I'd say, honestly, I think you're getting actually a little bit of value here. I would lay the points here. I know it's divisional, A road favorite that's not a great spot I think this is a different scenario I don't think Carolina has the horses to hang with Tampa in this one and I think Baker pulls it out they don't even have to play great to win this game I think they can play fairly well and still win this game by a touchdown I think Carolina is done
3: the Carolina Panthers have been an underdog in every single game this year four 10-2 and against the spread. It has been a disaster in Charlotte that ended with David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers organization, throwing a drink on a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, being fined $300,000, whatever. Chump change for a guy that's net worth is nearly $21 billion. But that is how bad this season has been for the Panthers, that normally there would be a silver lining of the number one overall pick or a top five draft pick in 2024's NFL draft. Nah, that goes to the Chicago Bears, an uneasy offseason ahead for this Panthers organization. So it's very simple, Blue. If Tampa Bay wins, the Buccaneers claim the NFC South and will host a playoff game for a second consecutive year. If the Buccaneers lose, The winner of the other NFC South game, played at the same time, in the same window, will win the NFC South. That's a matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. In the Big Easy, the Saints a three-point home favorite. The over-under is 42 and a half. So, it's a must-win for both of these teams, but of course, both would then need some help from the Carolina Panthers pulling the upset over Tampa Bay. As we focus on this matchup, Blue, with the Saints a full field goal favorite, at home who wins
7: i've said this before i think atlanta's the most difficult team to bet on in the nfl but this is a week that i feel confident to bet against them i think they know i think that the players in that locker room know that they've blown an opportunity i think they're disappointed the interesting thing is that it seems that momentum is to bring arthur smith back for another season i don't know how you guys feel about that but it feels like that's kind of in the air I don't know that generally settles down a locker room if they know the coach is coming back although if, the co- if he's lost the locker room that's an entirely different dynamic Saints played really well last week Atlanta has blown opportunity after opportunity against bad teams so I'm going to lay the three here I think there's uh, these are obviously favorite spots for me that isn't always the way we're betting here but I think that's the way to go
4: yeah, very rare in the NFL season that we get a clear picture on who needs what absolutely in that moment here. But I thought the NFL does a very good job with this, which wasn't always the case for years where these staggered times to make sure we ensure that competitive you no know, non-disadvantage for some of these football teams kicks in. So it does play into it. So if we look at the NFC South odds on the whole to win it, couple things still up in the air. You see the Bucks here at a minus 235 price. If you want to take them on the money line to win this football game, it's minus 240. So obviously, if you want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the better bet to save a little bit of scratch there, the minus 235 to win the division. The New Orleans Saints, a plus 350 price. The Atlanta Falcons, a plus 660 price. Are we reaching down in the rabbit hole for maybe a chance that Tampa Bay comes mm-hmm. out as a lame duck here and you get a big-time price on the Saints and or the Falcons here, Mike?
7: I think it's worth I think it's worth considering obviously, but um I, I just don't really see it. If they were playing anybody other than the Panthers, I could probably make a case for it. But yeah. Bryce Young play his best game of the year. I just don't there's been so many issues with this team, ownership on down, obviously, that I think most of the players on that team are trying to get to the finish line and, and Tampa, I, I think, can ratchet up, and Todd Bowles can ratchet up some pressure on Bryce Young, which has really been the story of his season. He's just under siege on nearly every dropback.
3: It would make sense if you believe the Buccaneers are going to lose to bet either the Saints or the Falcons instead of just taking the Panthers outright. There is some plus money available, but again, the Buccaneers is a four and a half point road favorite in Charlotte. Both the Bucs and the Saints. Can see the playoffs with some help if Tampa ties against Carolina and then gets a loss from Seattle and Green Bay. New Orleans with a win if the Buccaneers win will not win the NFC South, but New Orleans with a Seattle loss and a Green Bay loss or tie could also be an NFC playoff team. Quickly here, Blue, 30 seconds left in this segment. The Cowboys, a 13 and a half point road favorite against the Commanders. The Eagles, a five and a half point road favorite against the Giants. If Dallas just wins in Washington outright the Cowboys claim the NFC East and the number two overall seed in that conference any chance Dallas does not do that on Sunday
7: I think they get the victory look at their team total of 30 and a half as well Uh, teams have been regularly clearing that against the commanders
3: might be able to go over that in the first half plenty more with Mike Bluent on the other side of the break including a preview of Sunday night football in Miami that's next
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's
5: advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Week 18 is the regular season finale all around the National Football League in 2023. But the true regular season finale is a Sunday night in South Florida with the AFC East divisional title on the line. It's the Buffalo Bills. It's the Miami Dolphins. We welcome you back to a football Friday live right here on the early line. It's Ben it's Blue. It's Donnie getting you set for week number 18. The Miami Dolphins now a two and a half point home underdog against the Buffalo Bills which means Blue the Bills are now favored to win the AFC East for a fourth consecutive year. The total also working its way down ever so slightly the overrun for the regular season finale is 48 and a half. What does it show you, Mike Blewett, that the Buffalo Bills, even on the road in Miami, are now booked as the favorites to win the AFC East?
7: Interestingly, I think we've been talking about this trend for quite a while. When the Bills hit their lowest point of the season and lost to Denver, they fired Ken Dorsey. It was a really low moment for this team. And yet, i think there were still a lot of us that are like i don't know if i wouldn't really want to play the bills next week they've always been that team and donnie you have certainly been out in front of it and saying you know you guys should people should be looking at divisional tickets i certainly grabbed a divisional ticket several weeks ago so i had the bills at a pretty good number for those of you that don't have those tickets i think you're looking at a miami team that is as banged up as any that is heading into the playoffs they rested moster last week Maybe he comes back a little bit better, but you know Miami also has to be thinking about their playoff lives. They're absolutely here to win the division, but they're already in the playoffs. They have to consider whether or not the division, capturing the division, is worth what could happen long-term. It's a really, it's a big conundrum for the Dolphins. They're obviously gonna play it out. The Bills have been hot. I think the way that they treated the Dolphins earlier this year is indicative of how these teams may match up. So I'm, uh, again, unfortunately a favorite backer here. I'm going with a lot of chalk this week, but I just feel like the Bills are the better team.
4: Yeah, the Bills are a heavy public favorite here in this game coming into it too. You know, certainly outlets here showing up around eighty percent of the money, which I do mm. think is correct. And you're right, Mike. You come down to the final week of the season here, and it's not as if the Miami Dolphins are coasting to the finish line, but last week they got hammered and got even more injured here. So you're just looking at the more viable team being the Buffalo Bills. And if you take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, the only wide receiver you can bet on the Miami Dolphins is Tyree Kill at over ninety four and a half. And keep in mind, limited practice Wednesday did practice at all Thursday still in a boot trying to rehab his own ankle so if we're looking from a props perspective in this game Stefan Diggs, lead wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills only 59 and a half yards so a two-pronged attack here for you Mike any props you're looking at in this game and also normally we'd probably be setting up this game going like man the total can't be set high enough these two teams should be explosive but now so many injuries to the Miami Dolphins does that affect gameplay for us in this game Mike
7: and then You, you sit to here and talk about the Dolphins and say, well, yeah, the Dolphins are great and they're dynamic offense, uh, but one thing first, uh, Tyreek Hill is hobbled, Jalen Waddle is out, and Raheem Mostert is hobbled as well. Those are the three most important guys on the offense outside of Tua, so this is an entirely different team that we're looking at. It's, we saw that, you know, it's almost, it's not quite like bowl season. But we saw that a lot, where, okay, you're evaluating these teams and saying this team stinks or this team's really good, but their opponent rested 24 players or something like that, right? Uh, You have to consider where the Dolphins are at the moment. I think the props you're going to be looking at, Donnie, are Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's just going to get after it. Now, whether you want Josh Allen rushing props or Josh Allen passing props, I think that is somebody to focus on. 243 is not incredibly big number I think Miami's only chance is that you get the Josh Allen dud game which we do get a few of those a year but it's been a minute since it happened so I think that's where I'm at I'm going to focus on Josh Allen in this one if only because the allocation of targets to the wide receiving core has been really up and down and we haven't seen a lot of big games from Stephon Diggs at all this season.
3: We haven't seen a lot of pass yards out of Josh Allen either under that number of 243.5 in four straight games. It does not mean he hasn't been productive. He has scored eight rushing touchdowns in the last five games for Buffalo. A score in each game, minus 125 to find the end zone. 36.5, the rushing yards prop. This is the month of December, now into January, where Josh Allen turns into a freight truck as he runs with the football. Quickly here, Blue, before we move on to the Saturday, a doubleheader in the National Football League for week number 18 here's what's at stake again for Buffalo and Miami in the regular season finale on Sunday night the winner claims the AFC East and the number two overall seed in that conference but Miami has already clinched a playoff berth Buffalo has not you mentioned the Dolphins entering this postseason, either which way, as the two-seed in the champions of the AFC East or the six-seed in a wild-card team, very banged up. What is your outlook still remaining on this Miami team entering the playoffs?
7: I'm a fan of Mike McDaniel, and I'm a fan of this offense. I think it's one of the cooler things we get to watch week in, week out. But our questions surrounding the Dolphins have never really been about this offense, even if these guys are slightly hobbled. And we let's assume, assume Waddles even in for the playoff game, right? So the, the notion that the offense is slightly off of what their top game is, is one thing to consider. But our real questions about Miami is whether or not this team could hang defensively. They have offensive line issues. Bradley Chubb is now out. We've seen Their defensive backfield banged up at times all throughout the season. Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, all of these guys have not really played a full season, at least not a full full healthy season. So my concerns are who they match up with and if a team can really prevent them from getting any kind of pass rush or pick on this team defensively. I I think anybody that can hang offensively with, with Miami can pose problems. And if they match up with somebody else like that, I think it's a real issue. Could they hang against a team like the Browns, who are maybe a little bit more conservative offensively? Maybe. But Flacco's even shown his ability to be up-tempo and throw the ball down the field. So I don't like their chances in this playoff, if only because uh, they're banged up. But really, throughout the season, I just never was convinced that Miami could go on the Super Bowl run that other people were convinced of. I just don't think they're good enough defensively at this moment.
4: Showtime in South Beach, certainly on Sunday night, but let's flip it back to Saturday. I guess we could say our Steelers insider on the Sports Grid Network here, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Slight favorite here currently at the FanDuel Sportsbook, minus three and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Snoop Huntley-led Baltimore Ravens. From your perspective here, Mike, is this an easy victory? Is this a nail-biter? Or do the Pittsburgh Steelers go home without even a chance to fight for the playoffs with a loss here?
7: I do not think that this is an easy victory at all. The Steelers tend to not make things easy at all, and they played the Ravens twice last year with Snoop Huntley at quarterback. They lost 16-14, a game in which Snoop was 8 of 12 for 88 yards, and the other game they won 16-13. He was 14 of 21 for 130 yards, a touchdown and a pick, so he doesn't necessarily push the ball downfield on every play. Certainly not like Lamar can, but the Ravens and the Steelers generally battle it out. What we don't know yeah. is what does the other stuff look like? Lamar is out. We know that. Who else is down? Who else only plays a couple of series and then rests? But I think Huntley is a lot to deal with. I think he's a good player. He's a very good backup. And I don't think the Steelers will make anything easy. If they won this game on a last-second field goal. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So the 3.5 still feels like a little bit too much the Ravens are not going to lay down against the Steelers in my opinion
3: Last seven games between these two bitter AFC North rivals decided by a touchdown or less for the last five decided by a field goal or less. This game is going to be competitive, even if it's Snoop Huntley getting the start for Baltimore and plenty of the other reserves for the Ravens are in action. Again, what's on the line in the first game tomorrow on Saturday? Pittsburgh wins. Then they need some help around the rest of the AFC. That's how they will see the AFC postseason. The Ravens have already Clinched the number one overall seed. Pittsburgh could use some help from the second game on the Saturday doubleheader. That's in Indianapolis. The nightcap. To start off week number 18, it's the Texans and the Colts. It's win and you are in. Whoever wins this football game outright will earn a playoff berth and will stay alive in the chase for the AFC South Divisional Crown. It's as close as it could be. Minus 116 for Houston Moneyline. Minus 102 on the other side for Indianapolis. Blew it. It's win and you are in. So tell the people out there between the Texans and the Colts who
7: wins. Hardest game on the board for me. I think these two teams have really mirrored each other in a lot of ways. The rookie head coach, the they both have rookie quarterbacks. Obviously, Minshew has taken over and, and done a nice job, but we've seen up and down performances from both teams, right? Uh, the Texans, unfortunately, when you look at their injury report, we're seeing a lot of guys on there. Now, I think everybody's going to be a gamer, going to be out there tomorrow, but... Yeah. Pretty banged up at the moment. Stroud coming off that injury, but Noah Brown is out. Will Anderson is on the uh, on the injury report every day, likely to play, but still on that injury report every day. You just wonder what the overall health is. I am leaning to the Texans here, but a home game here for Minshew, I think, is a really interesting dynamic to watch. He's been really good for them this year, Don. I think you and I have even talked about. If Anthony Richardson was a starting quarterback the whole year, the Colts probably wouldn't be in this position, right? Minshew has made them a better team for this singular season. And this could be a, a real crowning achievement on his career. I, I, I'm interested to watch this game. I'm as fascinated with this one as I am my Steelers just before it. I'm leaning the Texans, though, because I think defensively they have more playmakers. That's just where I'm at right now. And But this game, if this one's in the fourth quarter and we're all sweating it out, Doesn't surprise me. It's a Texans. I got to say, I don't feel strongly about it just because it's such a tough game.
4: Winning and getting in, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Tennessee Titans this weekend. Last week, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mike, stopped the bleeding finally with a victory over a somewhat easy opponent. You're supposed to be getting an easy opponent this week in the Tennessee Titans. The question is, Mike, we don't actually know who the quarterback is going to be on either side for this football game, but a slight favorite at three and a half is a favorite for the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. Jags winning in, or does Mike Vrabel rise up and get his team to play one final football game?
7: This would be the ultimate Mike Vrabel. <laughs> uh, screw you to the Jaguars, right? That, unfortunately, his team is 5-18 in their last 23. Just a really rough stretch for Vrabel. Oish. And uh, like you said, Donnie, we're unsure of what the quarterback situation is. If it's Tannehill, uh, can we get the Tannehill-Ryan Fitzpatrick game? He's just YOLO. And just throwing it all over the field, that this could be my last chance to start ever. And can he go out there and just toss the ball all over the field? DeAndre Hopkins has some incentives, obviously. Seven catches and forty-nine yards are, uh for him to hit some milestones and incentive bonuses. Uh, that would be interesting to me. Overall, Jags a far superior team. They got they they knocked the cobwebs off last week playing a a weak opponent yeah. just the schedule broke right for them and i'm gonna have to lean to the jaguars winning but that hook that three and a half is interesting yeah. to me i think you have to wait and see but i'd be more inclined to take the points with the titans than lay them with the jaguars
3: Jacksonville, a 9-7 team this year. They have covered in all nine wins. Mike Blewett, we will see you on in-game live. All access for this week 18 Sunday slate at 425 p.m. Eastern time. More of the early line up next.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Sending out our number two of the early line live right here on this first football Friday of 2024. It's Ben, it's Donnie. And of course it is the sports grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app available for download at both the Apple and the play store. Scan the QR code on your screen. So many playoff clinching scenarios ahead for the final weekend of this national football league regular season in the 2023 campaign. It is week Number 18, who do we want to see in the playoffs? Who do we want to see in the NFC postseason? That was the question in Fade the Public. At Sports Grid TV on Twitter. Who do you want to see in the NFC playoffs? Between four wildcard contenders still alive in the postseason hunt at this moment. The Packers have the easiest path. A Green Bay win at home in Lambeau on Sunday over Chicago. The Packers are in. Everybody else needs some help. The Seahawks, the Saints still in the running for the NFC South as well in the Minnesota Vikings. I think I know which way my co-host Donnie Wright's side went because I chose the Saints who have 17.6% of this vote, but most of the public wants the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs more than 48%.
4: Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I have a little bit of money here on the Saints. The Eagles blew up most of my parlay tickets here, but the Saints still coming around on a making the playoffs ticket, which means to make the playoffs, they're probably going to need to win the division. But as it's written, who do you want to see in the NFC playoffs? I basically said, I don't give a damn if any of these four teams actually make it into the playoffs. The Packer, Teahawks, Saints or Vikings, I think they all stink. So there we go. At least we had some saving grace as money is going to be the determinant. But usually these ones are set up like, hey, who can do damage in the playoffs? Who's a lot of fun? None of these teams are any fun at all so who cares if any of them make the playoffs
3: you don't appreciate the hard work of our production staff john james joe Frizo, matt Malalam, jesse metzger behind the scenes
4: it should have been like who do you want to see? it should have been who do you not want to see in the nfc playoffs maybe i would be a little bit more excited about that it would have been all i thought it was the saints for both of us yeah (laughs) i'm just angry at the saints so it would have been either way our three starts in less than a minute